0: Hi, my name is Julie Negron. I'm a registered dietitian. um, And I've been in practice as a registered dietitian for over 30 years. And um, I would just like to introduce myself to those of you who are new to Casa de Santé and this um, our Facebook uh, support group and our SIBO, IBS support group, low FODMAP support groups. my uh, again my name is Julie I'm a registered dietitian with over 30 years of experience and I have I have both professional experience with gastrointestinal diseases I have personal exper- experience as well um, my own personal experience is that I was diagnosed back in 2009 with celiac disease and I do notice that I have some symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, Not, uh, it's it's mild, uh, but my main struggle is has been with celiac disease. So I know, oh, this is my cat, Lucy. She'll be showing up occasionally when she feels like it. And she's drinking my water right now. Hmm. Anyway, um, so I know personal struggles with gastrointestinal diseases and intolerances, um, coping uh, with those uh, changing eating habits and following a special diet, everything intricately having to do with having a gastrointestinal disease. Um, So just wanted to mention that because on on a personal level, uh, I can relate. And on a professional level, um, you know, I've delved deeper into the subject because of my own experience and people that I know as well, as well as my own patients uh, that I see. Um, We've decided to try doing a topic um, of the Facebook Live. And today's topic is about mindful eating and how building a healthy relationship with food is important. What kind of difference does this make for people with IBS? Um, so mindful eating and building a healthy relationship with food um, when you have irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, this, this topic hits, hits home for me uh, personally because um, in my own journey, I've experienced that stress management and being, li- living and having an overall attitude of being more mindful of myself and what's going on with me personally has helped me to know better how, how to deal with my own, um, my own struggles with gastrointestinal disease. Uh, and it's, it's proven that uh, stress and irritable bowel syndrome, stress can be uh, is is known as a as one of the causes potentially potential causes of irritable bowel syndrome. It is uh, in the research. It is a strong um, link. So managing stress and being mindful, they kind of they interconnect. Um, so stress stress, as, as you probably know already, is associated strongly with ulcers, um, constipation, diarrhea, you know, if you're having, if you're going to a job interview, and you're really nervous, or any situation where your nerves, you're very nervous, that will affect how, um, how you're, sorry, how you are digesting your food, and how your stomach feels, you'll notice that you have butterflies in your stomach, you'll notice that you're you have a nervous stomach, maybe you'll have diarrhea or something like that, have to run to the bathroom because you're so nervous. Well, that's because our our digestive tract has lots of links that, to nerves, having to do with um, the nervous system. And so stress does directly affect our gastrointestinal tract, um, the hormones, um, the stress hormones um, that are called uh, cortisol can directly affect digestion as well as other um, processes in in our body. Um, when your body is under stress, you may feel that fight or flight, uh, like you're in that fight or flight mode, and your body um, doesn't really think about digestion. The all of the energy and the blood sources are diverted away from the digestive tract and to, uh, to that fight or flight mode. And so this, your gut and brain being intimately connected um, is, is important in this conversation about being mindful because of, of how um, our brain and our gut really do work together and we'll be talking about this in um, feeling uh, satiated or full after meals and kind of paying attention to that. But the, bre- the brain and, and the gut are, are intricately connected. And so mindfulness, uh, meditation, stress management, anything to help with relaxation, staying calm, can improve symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome among other uh, among other medical symptoms as well, so there are studies about cognitive behavioral therapy acupuncture yoga uh, meditation being improving digestive symptoms as well and this is medical research that's that is has been um, really through through um, the research um, methods and meticulous studies been done in this area. So incorporating stress management techniques like deep belly breathing, meditation, yoga, improved digestions, and stress negatively impacts our digestion. So um, the first question having to do with mindful eating is, how can mindful eating help people with irritable bowel syndrome? build a healthier relationship with food. So again, how can mindful eating help people with IBS build a healthier relationship with food? Well, basically connecting connecting with your body, um, being self-aware, and this is in my own experience as well, being aware of how am I feeling right now? Um, how do I feel emotionally? How do I, and how is it affecting how I feel physically? Because they are interconnected. Um, and and connecting with our body on, on a minute by minute basis, as often as we can, it may be something that is, uh, is very strange to us because we're not in that habit. And, we're not used to that, but but living and, and uh, connecting with our body and being mindful of how we feel emotionally, physically, um, and how we feel while we're eating. Um, basically, what we're doing is we're building a healthier relationship with our body first. And then we can therefore build a healthier relationship with food. So building a healthier relationship with our body, I believe personally, in my own opinion and my own experience of dealing with health issues um, and special diets and and things like that, everything involved in that intricately, um, building a healthier relationship with my own body has helped me become and build a healthier relationship with food and respecting my body, respecting um, what my body needs, um, listening to my body, um, uh, really knowing uh, when to stop. When should I rest? When do I say no to things? Um, and it's, for me, been a really long road of just um, kind of, you um, allowing myself to say no to things and not be such a yes person, not be, um, not, not feel like, Oh, I, 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 at times I used to feel like it would be selfish to pay attention to myself that much, but it's actually not, it's actually selfless because the better you take care of you, the better you can be there for others. And so I think, um, when we talk about mindful eating and having a healthier relationship with food, basically what that means is after we've connected with our own body and how we feel, we can connect more with food and we can eat we can eat slowly and more mindfully. Um, and we can think through of what what foods are do agree with me and that I tolerate well. What foods don't I tolerate well? Um, Portion control. Um, Am I eating too quickly? I need to slow down and maybe I I do need to pay attention to the portions of these types of foods um, because of their cumulative effect, uh, bad effect um, on my body. So all of these things, um, and I'll be talking more about this coming back to this question, because it is a good one. Um, All these questions do kind of interrelate with each other. The number two question here, number two, what specific mindful eating practice practices can be beneficial for individuals with irritable bowel syndrome? Well, first of all, removing distractions. What can help with mindfulness is removing distractions, um, especially mealtime distractions. Is the TV on? Um, Are we looking at our phone and social media? Um, Are we uh, watching the news instead of how much we eat and what we're eating? Um, So we remove these distractions in a purposeful way, in a deliberate way to kind of focus refocus and focus on what we're eating and how we're eating paying attention to our plate instead i would suggest to try this for a week and see how you know take it, take a chunk of time that is not overwhelming to you whether it's a week a day at a time and just really focus on Removing these distractions for a period of time and paying attention to your plate, and then you can listen to your body. You can answer questions like, "How how hungry am I really? How hungry am I? Uh, what flavors am I tasting? Uh, how much do I like this meal? How is this meal helping, making me feel? How do I feel? You know." Five minutes after, ten minutes after, um, this is a good way. Also, to removing distractions helps re, helps you realize what's going on in your body and the connection between uh, a, a food and a symptom that you may be having. And you'll notice the triggers um, more clearly, and you. Also, if you, of course, journal those, um, the food and the symptom and and the triggers, um, then that, that will help. But removing these distractions and focusing will help you with that process. The other thing is, in addition to removing mealtime distractions, is slow down. Slow down, because if you eat too fast, then you'll... Often overeat before, you're, you, before you know it, you're done with your plate, everything on your plate, your plate is clean, and you're already starting to feel, you know, a few minutes later, oh gosh, maybe I shouldn't have eaten all that. And um, you may feel overly full. So slowing down is really important. Um, try to chew your food. Better, more completely. Chewing is the first step of digestion. We have certain enzymes in our saliva that start the digestion process of certain carbohydrates. So, the longer we have the food in our mouth and chew and allow the saliva to start integrating with the food as we chew, um, and then we chew it. Um, And that's that's a a way of uh, breaking the food down so that when the food is in our stomach, our stomach doesn't have to work so hard and our intestines don't have to work so hard to break the food down further. So chewing well will slow you down. And it is important because that's the first step of digestion and mixing it with the enzymes in the saliva and I, I, I know, you know, and I, I, can, I can relate to um, taking big bites um, and chewing and, you know, taking bites before the last bite is chewed thoroughly and swallowed um, because we're overly hungry and um, whatever the case may be, maybe we're in a hurry. Um, we have 30 minute uh, lunch time or a 10 minute break time and we're not paying attention to uh, what we're eating or how fast. Uh, but if we start doing that, that will help. We chew our food more. We pay attention to how full we are. Are we still hungry or is this, is this about enough? Um, it's, it's easy to overeat. This causes gas, bloating, indigestion, and the, only the beginning parts of the painful IBS symptoms. So if we if we chew our food more and take our time, that's a big step. It sounds simple, but if we're in the habit of hurrying through our food, uh, that it can take time to, to make the change. Um, it's a commonly held belief, research hasn't proved it 100%, but it takes about 20 minutes for our our brain to get the message from our gastrointestinal tract and the hormones to reach our brain that we are full so we can eat a lot in 20 minutes we can eat a lot in five minutes um, and 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 so if we slow down we'll um, be able to Get that feeling of fullness and realize that and let our brain and our stomach uh, communicate and and realize that, Okay, yeah, I'm 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 full. So eating slower helps in that process. So. um, So eating slowly, paying attention to how full you're getting um, can prevent digestive problems in the first place. And, and really, when you think about it, um, the low FODMAP diet is very much connected to portion control. So certain foods may be um, moderate, moderate FODMAP, um, and but it and it's the amount that we're eating, the portion that we're eating, that would make it low FODMAP. Um, and if if you're new to this and if you're new to the low FODMAP diet and having irritable bowel uh, syndrome as a diagnosis, then um, then maybe this is new to us. Um, what is FODMAP and what is low, meat, moderate, and and high FODMAP foods? But portion control in portions of of foods are really important in um, the FODMAP diet. So uh, If we can control our overeating, that can be a big step. Slowing down and chewing well is important for that. Um, Another thing is, um, in addition to slowing down and removing distractions, is eating with people, eating together. When we're in an environment where um, eating is very social, and that's why, you know, holidays and events, uh, birthdays, any celebration is usually around food. Food is, is central, no matter what culture you're from or you're in. Um, Some cultures have a stronger association with food. um, But it is very, very social, no matter what culture you're in. Um, But eating meals together and being in a social environment can reduce stress and therefore improve your digest digestion so when you can if if you can have family meal times then that's always that's that's something that that is very positive can reduce stress and can help your digestion process process and which also builds a healthy relationship with food because it the more positive experiences you have with with eating and meals and food, the more positive relationship you'll have with food. Um, The third question is, how can individuals with irritable bowel syndrome use mindful eating to identify and manage their personal trigger foods? Well, um, that kind of ties in with the first question. that mindful eating um, and detecting the foods that you that can trigger you, um, it, removing the distractions, slowing down. Um, and I mentioned before journaling. Um, journaling can help you uh, really in a in an intentional way link a food to a symptom. And remember that sometimes there's, there are delayed reactions. So if you eat a food, there's not always, you have the symptom just immediately. So if you write it down, you know, if you have the symptom the next day, but you're seeing, you, you're, you're keeping a journal and you notice that, okay, a day after I eat such and such, I'm having this symptom, then that will help you. Whatever helps you to notice um, foods and and situations um, that may trigger your symptoms. That is a very mindful process and will help you in the long run to build a healthier relationship with food because you're digesting better, you're you're not having as many symptoms and not having that negative experience when you eat. So it my my answer to the question number three of how mindful eating can help identify and manage personal trigger foods is to pay attention and slow down, um, remove distractions, like the last question, uh, the answer. Um, but journal, journal and uh, seeing it, seeing it in black and white, and then going back to see um, relationships between the foods and the symptoms. Um, here's Lucy again. Um, going back to C two, um, what foods have I eaten yesterday? And um, because because some foods foods have a have a cumulative effect. So you might you might tolerate mushrooms a small amount of mushrooms one day in a salad, but say you have um, mushrooms one day, and they're, they're kind of a trigger food for you. And then you have uh, another day you have, um, say, maple syrup or something um, like honey or something that would be um, another trigger food for you the next day in large amounts, say you have a big pancake breakfast or something. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, so individually, some of these foods may not trigger symptoms but it's also there's that there's a cumulative effect or there it's it's called stacking so stacking you know a bit of this food and a bit of that food and a bit of this food and then and then your personal tolerance level your body goes okay you passed that uh my tolerance and um here's all the symptoms <laughs> so that can uh, come roaring ahead. And so journaling can help you to track that. So being very intentional in tracking um, your symptoms and things like that can really, really help. The fourth question is, um, can mindful eating help reduce stress and anxiety related to food choices and meal planning for people with IBS? Yes, definitely. Mindful eating um, helps to um, to reduce stress. It can help with reducing anxiety um, and because of reducing stress. There, they are can be associated, um, and building a healthier relationship with food would be the process of of intervening. <clears throat> on purpose, in a purposeful way to make sure that you're planning your meals, you're picking the food choices that are not trigger triggering your symptoms. So you're slowing down, you take a break, you sit down and plan and think for a few minutes about what does my body need, what foods work out well, what foods don't work out well. Um, and And this, process of slowing down and um, not being so distracted can can help us notice um, what foods what foods we're eating and what helps us um, uh, feel better. So um, it reducing that stress and anxiety and and the symptom load um, all all have um, the same process of being mindful and slowing down. The next question, number five, how does practicing mindfulness during meals impact our digestion and our gut health for those of us with IBS? So how does practicing mindfulness during meals impact digestion and gut health? Well, stress and not being mindful but being stressed, distracted, impatient, what have you, all of these things, this whole kind of like um, attitude, I guess, um, and perspective of just not paying attention, um, stress can slow down digestion. When food stays in our stomach longer, it can cause heartburn indigestion, gas, bloating, Um, it can throw off our various hormones and, and um, the whole digestive system and how it's, how it's working so that um, you can have, you can have not only um, heartburn, indigestion, but um, pretty severe irritable bowel symptoms as a result. But if you're if you are being present, paying attention to what you're eating and how much you're eating, this the, the act of being present and in the moment reduces stress in itself. So being present and in the moment with your food reduces the stress that you're feeling and you'll be able to to choose your foods more wisely as you're giving it more thought and you'll be able to digest the food uh, more thoroughly and eat portions that won't be too much so can you see how it all goes hand in hand being mindful and um you know choosing foods uh, being deliberate about those food choices are they low fodmap for me they're to- you know the foods that i tolerate well um and in the portions that i tolerate well and you're you're thinking about it you're you're present and and making decisions um for for your for yourself for your health um The next question is What role does portion control play in the practice of mindful eating for IBS management? Well, portion control and the low FODMAP diet, as I mentioned earlier, are very intricately connected um, because, um, say, a tablespoon of honey is, I'm just I'm just saying um, this may not be exactly correct, but just as an example, a tablespoon of of honey is a portion that I tolerate well and is is low FODMAP. Um, But if I I have two on accident, because I'm just, you know, I'm not paying attention, I'm in a hurry and I'm just squeezing the bottle of honey and, you know, yeah, then that can that can um, the the larger portions can really um, cause cause uh, symptoms. So large portions of food at one time of any food, even if even for people who don't have uh, irritable bowel syndrome or any other gut health uh, syndrome the uh, problem disease. Um, But even, you know, even someone without any of this, the larger portions can cause gut symptoms like heartburn and indigestion. And um, people with irritable bowel syndrome, um, research has shown are hypersensitive to, um, they may be more sensitive than others. Um, In their gastrointestinal tract, they may be more sensitive to stressors in life um for one reason or another and so if we're eating too much food at one time then that is just um, going to be causing an overload to our digestive system and and going to cause symptoms so it's a, it's a, it's crucial to pay attention to portions and you um, There's a lot of information on our site, Casa de Santé, about uh, the relationship of what foods are low FODMAP and in what portions are they low FODMAP. So that's something that if if you're new to this, you'll learn that that's an important part of uh, controlling your symptoms and your eating habits. Are there any specific, this is the next question. Are there any specific food choices or eating habits that are particularly beneficial for people with IBS in the context of mindful eating? Well, specifically food choices, I would say um, for most people, research has shown that the low FODMAP diet and those foods on on the low FODMAP, uh, list in those portions um, can help with with uh, controlling irritable bowel uh, symptoms. As far as eating habits, we've gone through um, slowing down um, when we're eating, being aware of our portion sizes. Uh, for for some of us, um, especially if we get uh, low blood sugar easily, like myself, I know I do. Um, it's called hypoglycemia. I get hypoglycemic really easy, and so I work it works best for me to eat small frequent meals. And if I'm gonna be out and about, I bring something for lunch or a snack, depending on how long. I will be. I'm no uh, people who know me well know that I always have a snack with me, um, a healthy snack. I keep um, I keep some non-perishable foods in my glove compartment. <laughs> I don't eat while I'm driving, very often. But you know, you never know what comes up. If you get stuck out shopping or something too long, and, and you don't want to get hypoglycemic, so for me. Eating small, frequent meals works out better. It doesn't allow me to become overly hungry. Um, I'm more apt to eat smaller portions. Um, More mindful about eating small amounts. And that is satisfying to me if I'm eating frequently enough. Um, So that's important. That may be important to you as well. And may be helpful for you as well. For some people, eating more frequently um, some days may not work out well because any food is triggering is triggering some symptoms for them, maybe. Maybe they're they're at a high stress level that day. So um, it's not necessarily the food choices they're making, but just the amount of stress. I don't know. Um, but I do know that. Eating on our bodies love routine. So whatever routine we have for eating our meals, whatever works out best for us, eating breakfast every day at a certain time, and lunch at a certain time, dinner at a certain time. Ideally, you know, most people four or five hours apart, um, sometimes with a snack in between, but not skipping meals. Not don't forget to eat. Uh, because those those intervals are important. Because if we allow ourselves to get overly hungry, then when when our when we're overly hungry, um, and that's not just for those of us with irritable bowel syndrome, but for anyone, um, if we're overly hungry, we are more likely to impulse eat and grab the first food that we see. Or grab fast food. Grab food that we know will cause symptoms for us. And we eat it too fast. And we eat too much. So don't allow that vulnerable... Oops, kitty. Lucy's uh, attacking my hand. Sorry, excuse me. Not allowing yourself to become vulnerable and hungry and... um there's a term called hangry, where we get too low uh, low blood sugar, we're edgy, and uh, we get angry easily, and grumpy, and all these things that come with low blood sugar. Don't allow that to happen. Um, have respect for your body. Uh, know um, the cadence of the best meal times for you, and try to follow it as often and as well as possible. And that all ties back into being mindful about your eating and developing a healthier relationship with food, and and not feeling uh, the symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome so much. The next question, number eight: How can mindful eating support adherence to an IBS? specific diet, such as the low FODMAP diet. Well, I mean, when we practice mindfulness, and this is with any kind of diet, whether it's to lose weight or whether it's um, associated with um, diabetes or or anything, but um, especially I'm speaking to you who have IBS. When we practice mindfulness, we're more, we are deliberate with our food choices. We're thinking it through. We're planning before we grocery shop. We're making a list. We're deliberate at mealtime and choosing our meals. And we're, we're not allowing, and we're, we're aware of when we're gonna eat. If we're going to a doctor's appointment and we may be too long, we're aware that we're going to bring um, a snack with us, just in case. Um, we're bringing water with us in case we get thirsty and and we're still away from home. So we're taking good care of ourselves and um, putting ourselves first. So if you suffer from IBS, um, also um, adhering to you know ad- adhering to the diet is is very important and. Um, those of us who participate on this Facebook page and um, who who work with um, gastrointestinal patients like myself um, as a registered dietitian, and we have GI clinicians that can help with adherence to the IBS-specific diet. Um, There is help out there. And sometimes um, it can seem like Um, getting an appointment with the doctor, getting an appointment with a registered dietitian can take, can, you know, you have to wait for a long time and that's difficult when you're having all of these symptoms and you're in such pain. So just wanted to let you know that there there's help that could be more immediately on our website, you can go there and take a gut ass- assessment. And uh, if you would like to meet with someone, you can. Um, who is an expert? Um, I, I, you know, can't stress that enough um, of dealing with people who are experts in the field and who um, who see different symptoms every day. <clears throat> And, and not just um, someone who may not be a professional uh, in this area. Um, <clears throat> so back to the question though, I'm getting off on a tangent, I feel like. Um, mindful eating and s- adhering to the IBS specific diet is, is important because um, it takes learning, <clears throat> researching, uh, knowing your your and even if I have IBS, you have IBS, we all are, are different and we all have our own individual um, foods out of you know that diet that some we may tolerate well and, and some we, we may not. You and I are different. So you need to pay attention to what you uh, what works for you within the low FODMAP diet and your, your own eating habits. So being aware can help you uh, avoid the, the debilitating, debilitating symptoms. Next question is, can practice, can practicing mindful eating improve the quality of life for those with IBS? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's key, really. Going back to Um, you know, we can pay attention to, um, what's working for us and, you know, like I can eat this, I can eat that. And, you know, um, we can pay attention to, to what we're eating, but the root cause, one of the root causes of irritable bowel syndrome and gut symptoms relating to what we're eating, um, has a, has a lot to do with, um, with stress. And, um, so the, and the quality of life. So the whole practice and going back to the core, core problem and, and maybe a potential cause of irritable bowel syndrome being stress and, and, um, being used to being in a stressful atmosphere, whether it's work or whether it's home life or both, uh, or maybe it's our own attitude that we take on uh, a lot in life—that we work uh, long hours, that we demand ourselves to um, say yes to being in this club and that club, and being overly busy—we stretch ourselves thin. We are out of balance in our lifestyle and have too much stress. Well, that's gonna directly affect our quality of life and our health. Our quality of life and health are intricately associated just like our mind and body are. And if, if we avoid um, and don't take good care of our body and don't pay attention to our, our own needs, then um, that's what will happen. Our quality of life will will, um, be reduced. So practicing mindfulness is absolutely um, helps the quality of life. The whole practice of living mindfully um, helps us to be present, more self-aware, and then in turn it will decrease symptoms and stress. Uh, when we manage our stress, we're going to reduce our symptoms. So we're we're more mindful um, overall. If we're distracted, our thoughts are in the past or in the future and not today and present, then um, a lot of times we'll f- feel helpless because there's really nothing if you look at it on a more deeper, on a deeper level, what happened yesterday, what happens tomorrow is not necessarily something we can uh, control or have an impact on uh, directly. So it makes us feel helpless. And that feeling increases stress. If we focus on today, then we can control more of what's going on we can make our decisions. We can um, choose to, to take care of ourselves first. We can choose to meal plan and read about the low FODMAP diet. And we can choose to, to be deliberate in our, in our choices when we go grocery shopping. We can make plans and plan ahead. Um, and that will help in our, in our tomorrow. But we can't do it until we pay attention to today. Now, believe me, I've struggled with this personally. Uh, Used to be a yes person, a people pleaser, you know, be involved in in this, that, and the other thing, um, you know, with kids and and family and uh, professional organizations and things like that, and just being spread too thin. Um, and in my own experience, um, getting back to myself and what works for me and how busy, how busy I want to be and choose to be and can function the best at is really a key to quality of life. And again, um, this helps with our health directly. So adjusting your mindset, adjusting your expectations of self, and going through the process of being um, managing our stress and being more mindful in general, then we can be more mindful about our food choices um, and even you know uh, other things having to do with health. Um, our uh, Choices to exercise and uh, do other things for our body that will help. The next question, and I think this is an important one: How can healthcare professionals integrate mindful eating into their overall management for patients with IBS? In in my opinion, um, healthcare professionals um I think how how can they do that? Well, um, we as healthcare professionals need to be open-minded, need to be um, on top of current information. Um, and this is um, this is in the research right now of, of being mindful and helping with reduced stress reduction, offering, I think in our own practices, if we incorporate, stress management, um, and no referrals to, um, you know, uh, to those who practice meditation, yoga. If we provide that information to our patients, and, you know, first of all though, it takes being open-minded to it. It takes um, knowing and finding out sources um, who are credible sources in those areas. Um, Taking seriously the link between stress and uh, possible um, depression and anxiety and um, mental health um, issues that may need more attention and really taking that seriously and developing a referral system, whether it's to therapists, um, whether it's to different uh, activities, and uh, yoga, and meditation, and acupuncture, and kind of integrating it all into um, care, holistic care for the patient. That's what I think healthcare professionals can and need to do um, in order to really serve their patients well that have IBS. Um, That's a really good question. um let's see um, how can technology such as smartphone apps support the practice of mindful eating for people with ibs well i think i think apps can be a wonderful resource for us um, there we can use low fodmap apps to help us track how we're eating uh, what we're eating uh, to know the portions that are that are the correct portions for the different various foods, um, the um, Monash Monash uh, FODMAP app I think personally is the best resource for up-to-date information about uh, the FODMAP content of foods, the safe safe portion sizes of many different foods. Um, and they can. There's there's a diary in in that app that can really help you to record um, the foods you eat, the symptoms that you may have, the severity, uh, your bowel habits, your stress levels, and um, those those can really help elevate the mindfulness having to do with you know on a daily basis to make it easier for you. Um, If you like to use apps, that that would be a really good way to to, um, track how you're doing. There are other apps that are uh, out there that are really good. I looked up what are the top five. And FIG, uh, Food Scanner, is is one. So that's FIG, F-I-G, Food Scanner. There's FODMAP Diet A to Z. Uh, Another app is Fast FODMAP. Um, CARA Care is another, and then FODMAP Helper. So there's Monash FODMAP App, there's FIG Food Scanner, FODMAP A to Z, fa- Fast FODMAP, CARA Care, C-A-R-A Care, and then there's FODMAP Helper. Um, these these can all really help you in in looking at the list of foods and how they can and and what um, and give you a breakdown of whether these foods are low FODMAP, high FODMAP. Some apps may have um, green, yellow, and red red light foods, um, which can be helpful. So there are. Plenty of apps, and I think that they are important because a lot of people um, these days love apps and uh, use them often. And so, this is another way to to help be become mindful about what foods you can um, can tolerate and may not tolerate, and could be a great way to educate yourself. <clears throat> the next question is: How can mindfulness? Um, practices such as meditation and yogurt support the development of a healthy relationship with food. Um, I think hugely um, these are all tools, mind, mindfulness management tools that help us in our whole, in our lifestyle, not just having to do with eating habits and food choices, but in our lifestyle um, of, of just our, our whole attitude and help to um, cement um, that kind of um, lifestyle so that we're not only um, eating mindfully we're mindful in in um, in, ha- in our in our lifestyle choices and um, in our health so, yoga, meditation, they're both firmly rooted in mindfulness and um, help us to eat more mindfully. It's, it's like I said, a whole attitude. And when we eat mindfully and we sustain the process of eating mindfully, which, which means without distraction, eating slowly, maybe eating with other people Paying attention to what we eat and tracking, if we need to, then we're developing a healthier relationship with food. We're not afraid of eating. Um, we're empowering ourselves to to um, to grasp the knowledge and to um, take good care of our own body and. Um, this is a way that we can show ourselves that we love our own body, that we care, we want to be comfortable, we want to be healthy, and we're going to, to do this. And in, 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 that, um, in that mindset, we can uh, be mindful in all different ways, having to do with our relationship with other people, our relationship with our own body our relationship with food, and we empower ourselves to more effectively take good care of ourselves, um, which includes um, avoiding trigger foods and avoiding those terrible symptoms that we can can have. Um, and it all ties together to becoming more comfortable with food and building a healthier relationship with food. Um, let's see, there's, um, I have time for another question, I think, so, are there special considerations for individuals with IBS when practicing mindful eating in social situations and when dining out? Yes, absolutely. Um, there are special considerations because we want to be mindful ahead of time. We want to plan ahead. We know we're going to a birthday party, or we're going out to eat with some 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 people. At we can, if we're invited to a, an event at someone's house, um, we can call in advance about what what the food is. You know, what can I bring? And um, bringing your own dishes if necessary. When you're dining out, you can. Um, choose the restaurant that serves the types of food that you eat. Um, if you're invited to a restaurant, a specific restaurant, you can view, view the menu ahead of time, you can call and see how what their menu options are, what is their attitude to how careful they are about cross-contamination, um, changing menu items and meals um, to suit what your needs are and their whole attitude about people with uh, special dietary needs. So special considerations for individuals with IBS um, in mindful, being mindful in social situations. Yes. Just planning ahead, thinking, thinking it through, um, which is being mindful and um, empowering yourself to make, choices that, that will um, be as healthy for you and help keep you symptom free. Um, You're basically by being mindful, you're empowering yourself um, with education, with the use of apps, with being the mindfulness practice and building that in your own life, Uh, using stress reduction, getting help if needed, uh, through therapy or joining meditation and yoga groups to cement uh, the mindfulness techniques in your whole life, not just having to do with how you eat and what you eat, but in, in other areas of your life as well. Um, these tools can really help. So it becomes um, a lifestyle uh, for, for you and with, with any diet, say weight loss or a diabetic diet or the low FODMAP diet, to, uh, to really make it and integrate what works for you to keep you healthy, to integrate that into your whole lifestyle for the long term is the key. That's the key to, um, to keeping your symptoms at bay, to helping your gut heal, and most of all, to developing that healthy relationship with food so that you don't uh, suffer as much, so you're not afraid to eat. So thank you. Thank you all for being here today. And I look forward to um, just hearing uh, any more input that you may have if you have questions that have to do with Building a healthy relationship with food, I look forward to seeing you on Facebook, on the Facebook page and answering your questions. And I'll see you next week on our next uh, Facebook Live. Thank you very much. Have a great day.